All right, this is day five of being in isolation. I want to start this podcast by saying that before I actually recorded this, I I was editing the previous episode and I can't help but think that I sound sort of it sounds like I'm insensitive in some way because, you know, I was laughing a little bit, you know, and kind of like the way I delivered things was really in a nonchalant way. Like I didn't care about what's going on. And I I just can't, I guess the only thing I can say about it is that most likely I I was in shock because... I mean, that was day zero, and I can actually remember my hands were slightly shaking while I was, you know, using my phone when I when I was told that my mom was positive. So the the nerves kick in, but do know that I do take it seriously. Even at that time, I did take it seriously. Okay, so, right, so today is considered day five, okay? Today is day five. I wanted to do a recording every three days, but time just couldn't permit because, well, my my daily schedule instantly changed and it instantly, like, my day is more full now since my mom is in isolation right now. So what usually happens now for, you know, the past five days is that I wake up very early, usually like 5 or 6 a.m., and I start cleaning the garage. But because my mom is the type of person that prefers to eat breakfast a little bit later, and then, you know, I just go on with my work, you know, regular day job, but, you know, work from home. And then by um, I do a I do an early lunch break so I can prepare food for my mom and for myself. But because it takes me time to prepare for two people, because my mom wants specific food and I don't always she always eats the same thing every day. I don't want to do that, so I also have to prepare something else for myself. And then I get back to work, and then. By the time I'm off at work, I feed the dogs, I do another cleaning of the garage, and I start to prepare for dinner. Once that's done, I either go back to work, because in, in case, you know, I have to do other things, or, but usually that's what that's what happens. But I also do a lot of cleaning after work. You know, I, I do laundry, like, you know, clean the bed sheets or things like that, so my day is swamped and I don't know why, but I am so tired by the end of the day. The mental and physical aspect is what makes me feel very tired. And actually, I can remember day one, I can remember the amount of more of like stress in a sense, like, oh, I I suddenly have my my mindset suddenly changed 
It's more of like my mindset suddenly changed from just thinking about myself and the dogs to also thinking about another human being. It's not that I don't think about my mom every day or I don't care about her. It's more of like because she can take care of herself and, you know, the setup at home is actually, you know, you you do you. But now because my mom is isolated, I suddenly have to also think about her How is she feeling? What are her symptoms? What does she want to eat? Is she hungry? What does she want me to do? Actually, the only way I can actually describe it is like you're taking care of a senior citizen, not a baby, because I think a baby is a lot more work and they're completely dependent on you. Whereas, you know, I feel like with a senior, I know it sounds, um, it can sound offensive, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. It's like more of like imagining what it's probably like because I don't know. But that's the only way I can compare it to. Like you're taking care of a senior citizen. Because, you know, you you have to take care of, you know, your elders. And well, my mom is technically old, but she's not that old, you know. So um, I hope I made sense there. But basically, it's like you suddenly have to think about another life other than your own. And I also thought, you know what? I do see a lot of posts on Facebook, you know, having people like friends on Facebook, you know, they they have their family members pass away due to due to COVID. And I thought like, gosh, am I going to be one of those people that are going to do this eventually? And I actually thought to myself, no, I will not allow this be the reason why I will be alone at home. So, yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm just doing what I can. But, well, and also during this, um, for the past five days, I also have like a personal tracker that I use so I can track her temperature, her symptoms, and so far as you know based on like what i'm seeing her symptoms are pretty mild which is a good thing and i hope that it doesn't suddenly get worse you know but for now um she had a fever for a few days but now she doesn't so that's good but since her symptoms are pretty mild she does have to treat it like it's a flu it i that's what that's what they say anyway which that's what it seems like it is um showing up for her like this is how it's happening for her and yeah i guess that's um pretty much it for yeah so this is how my days are like i wake up do house chores prepare food work prepare food give it to my mom work clean feed the dogs clean go to bed and then the same thing all over again and it it is quite tiring i i feel you know the feeling of um the feeling of the filipino term is puyat so it's like you don't you didn't get enough sleep that's what i feel every day and i don't know why i'm i'm actually confused I don't understand why because when I count the hours of sleep, you know, I do get a full eight hours at least or 
seven, but still I don't feel this level of tired level of the the way I feel like I'm not getting enough sleep is what I I don't usually get this even like in uh, on other days I don't get this but it just so happened that this week I feel very very tired and there's so much I want to do you know I want to I want to clean more I want to make sure that everything is good but I just I feel like I just can't do it all by myself, all in one go. And, you know, I just have to remember to really take it day by day. But, you know, even as I say this, it makes me wonder, like, who am I to just feel all these feelings and have all these thoughts, whereas I actually have someone in the other room that is sick. Like, imagine how they're feeling. You know, you can only imagine the panic. You can only imagine the stress they're feeling. You can only imagine the uncertainty they are feeling because they are sick and they don't know what's going to happen to them. Or maybe, you know, there might be an instance where they don't feel and they just think it's nothing because their symptoms are mild. You know, you, you really can't tell. And actually, yesterday, day four, when I gave my mom food, because what happens is, you know, um, I'm at the, I'm at like the foot of the stairs, and she's all the way up there. So when she gets, that's the only time I see her when she gets her food, and then we we just say hi. But yesterday she stopped, and then she looked at me. She said, "How are you?" And I'm like, "I'm fine." But I felt the concern when she said, "How are you?" And I'm surprised, getting a little bit emotional talking about that moment. It's so weird, but. Yeah, I, I appreciated the the question because even though she was the one that was sick, you know, she even though she was the one that was isolated, she still asked how I was, even though I wasn't sick. I guess it goes to show how mothers still care about their child, even though they are always not on good terms. And I am, I can, you know, attest to that. You know, my mom and I have a difficult relationship but it's interesting because the moment that I found out that I found out she was sick I instantly like I cared like no questions asked so you know even though a person can be very difficult or it's hard to be with them all the time you still at the you 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 can there is always a way there's always a way to show compassion And empathy for a person, you know. And I guess, you know, talking right now and, you know, even considering how she, what, what she's thinking or how she's go, what she's going through right now, you know, that's, that's empathy. And I'm still glad that even though I have such a difficult relationship with my mother, I still, I I still can be empathetic towards someone that, I mean, admittedly, you know, giving me a hard time. And it's surprising right now because I actually also feel, since I'm also technically isolated, I feel a little bit of that need for human connection, even just online. I kind of want to talk to someone more and just to have that connection. And it's weird because even before, you know, officially being isolated at home, I barely... I. I didn't go out for like 
like two weeks or three weeks or something. So it's interesting for me to feel the need to be to have that human contact when I didn't have any human I didn't you know I all my human contact was online for like a couple of weeks and now just the thought of like it's already ingrained in your mind that you are isolated it just goes to show that sometimes it's also a mental thing you know now that you know in your mind you're isolated that you can't do certain things you suddenly have the urge to do things that are that's you know that's something that you're not supposed to do but I'm not saying that I want to go out of course what I'm just saying is that I just feel the need of um I just feel the need to have that human connection more so you know I tend to message people more now you know how are you something like that you know actually I kind of remember this book that I really love and I think a lot of people love it as well it's called Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Album. And I remember, um, like the very first chapter, I remember the very first chapter when Maury found out that he was sick. Um, I'll, I'll just read the excerpt here. My old professor, meanwhile, was stunned by the normalcy of the day around him. Shouldn't the world stop? Don't they know what has happened to me? But the world did not stop. It took no notice at all. But as Maury pulled weakly on the car door, he felt as if he were dropping into a hole. Now what? He thought. So that's actually what I feel like whenever something big has happened to me, something horrible or something like that. So the moment that I, you know, we found out my mom was positive, that's that's just also what I thought, like, isn't the world gonna stop a little bit just just for a second but no everyone still moved on with their life everyone is still going through the motions of the day of the week whereas I and my mom it's like our world stopped for a little bit the center of our life suddenly shifted into this this disease I mean this virus rather yeah, I mean, I guess there's no resolution I can really give right now because, you know, we're still going through it. It's day five. We still have a few more days to go, like over a week to go. And yeah, this is just a check-in of how I'm doing, how my mom's doing. And if I didn't uh, go into detail about how my mom's doing, she's generally, she's fine based on the symptoms based on her temperature and yeah she's generally fine she no longer has a fever she just has a runny nose and a sore throat she also has um, headaches but my mom is attributing the headaches due to the weather right now because it's quite hot we can only you know we're we're not sure but you know, just to be on the safe side, I still consider it as one of the symptoms. So there, um, that's pretty much it for today, for this podcast. And um, if you manage to listen till the end, thank you for... Oh, by the way, I'm so sorry. I, I just have to... 
add this. I was editing the last episode and I kept on saying alcohol. Like, I'm gonna alcohol the place. Like, my, I think that's grammatically incorrect. I should have said, I'm going to have to spray alcohol all over the place. So, if you managed to listen to the previous episode, please forgive me for that. Um, yeah, so, right. So, I'm officially ending this episode right now. So, if you listen to that small bit right there, um, thank you. I thank you so much. And please, please stay safe. <laughs>